clicking, letting someone in, okay? Obviously, Rabbi Nachman and Hespoididis go together with each other. And also being we're all in quarantine and Zoom, so we found ourselves, we find ourselves isolated uh, as well. So tonight, I'm going to be doing screen shares. Hopefully it will work. I'm not a professional Zoomer, but I'm learning uh, on the job. And uh, tonight we're going to learn a little bit from Hishtapchus Hanefesh, which is like a uh, greatest hit safer, uh, uh, where Rabbi Nachman talks about Hespoididis. We're going to learn a little bit from Lakute Maran about Hespoididis. And then we'll learn a little bit about Sichas Aran. And as always, we'll have our Parsha connection, which is uh, this week as well. It's Rosh Chodesh Iyar now. So it's an amazing time we find ourselves in. So I guess we'll, we'll kind of jump right in. And we know that uh, we learned in the first year that Rabbi Nachman himself was really the Baal Tefillah. He was the master of prayer. And he was really the one who, even though it's a old thing, personal prayer, but he, was, uh, he uh, took the profession of our ancestors, right? And he repeated and encouraged us over and over again about the topic of personal prayer and espoidedis. And it's really, really the simplest thing in the world. It means you open your mouth and you talk to God. It's not three times a day, standardized prayer. And we're going to get to that a little bit today, what Rabbi Nachman says about that and the advantages of personal prayer over the standardized tefillahs. But basically, it's really a... Uh, as we're going to see in a moment, he's going to say that my way is very old, but it's also very, very new, which means old, it's as old as, uh, it's as old as Adam, it's as old as Noah, right? Noah came out of the Teva and he said to Hashem, a, uh, he said, what happened here? Please, you, 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 you destroy the world, please repair the world. And Hashem says to him, Raya Shatya, you foolish idiot, you moron. If we could talk about Noah that way, obviously. But he says, Raya Shatya, you fool. Uh, the whole time I'm telling you to daven. I'm telling you daven, daven, daven. Teva, right? So or tasa teva. Teva means a word. So the whole time, yes, I'm telling you to build an ark. But I'm telling you teva, daven. Use your words in tefillah. Daven for the entire generation. But you see that Noah, he didn't pass that. And he didn't daven for the entire generation. And you'll find as well as many, many places in this, right? All the others were shepherds. And we find this over and over again about how, a, uh, how it's really old. Talking to Hashem is old. It's not something new. But Rabbi Nachman seemed to encourage this and make this kind of his anthem a little bit. So I'm going to read now. Let's, let's do the screen share as I'm learning how to do this. Screen share. Uh, this over here. Okay, can everyone see that? Does everyone see that? Everyone sees that, so let's see. That's another personality, that's another person. Okay, so here, here. Hold on, someone's talking. If I could ask everyone to just mute there, mute themselves. Thank you, everyone. Okay, so uh, we're gonna jump in right over here. We're just going to take it away. So I wanted to read, again, I mentioned Ishtabchus HaNefesh is like the greatest hit Sefer. And in the beginning of Ishtabchus HaNefesh, the person who put together this Sefer called the Alter Meteplik, he was from Teplik and he was actually murdered in a pogrom. It's a wild story that they went in where after all the dead, were bo dead bodies were there and they actually found his body and they gave him a proper burial as far as I understand. But he wrote an introduction to the greatest hits, to the selected pieces and Rebbe Nachman talks about it, this and what he does in the Hakdama is he gives a history of his Now, 
it's really worth it to learn the entire history in itself. But I'm not going to do that now. And it's open for anyone who wants to learn it. But I just wanted to select a paragraph over here to show us how much Rabbi Nachman encouraged us to, to do a spoiled to this, to engage, to engage in personal prayer. So I'm just, I have highlighted over here where we're going to pick up from. So I'm just going to kind of jump right in. And also all the students of the Baal Shem Tov, uh, they all toiled in personal prayer and displayed this until his grandson, the Baal Shem Tov's grandson, or uh, Haoros, the light of light, or Haganus, Vatsafon, Harebi Nachman, the hidden light, Rebbe Nachman, Zecher Tzadik, Hakadosh Velvracha, Mibreslov, Baal Hamachaber, Sefer Lukutim Aran, Ushar Svarim, the Chidish Haderach Hayashim, Hakadosh Azeh. Right and other svarim that he was able to a uh, hold on someone's trying to get into the shear over here. Are you able to get in? No, you have to let me in. I have to let you in. Hold on, let me see. Okay, admit you're in. Okay, sorry that box went down. I'm learning the new thing that you have to admit people in. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that, everyone. Someone was trying to get in. Okay, so uh, Rabbi Nachman. That he wrote this Sefer Lukutim Aran, Ushar Svar Mechidish Haderech Hayashan Vakadosh Azeh, and he gave life to this old pathway. Shadarchu Balva Senu Maolam Vaosek Harbe Betfila Vitachnunim, that all our ancestors, they themselves toiled in Hispoididis, uh, in Tfila, in supplications, Besados Ubiyarim, in fields and in forests. Kasher Yisupar Lekman Bahanagosav Hakadosh Ayin Sham, right? And they, uh, like we explained, this is the author of Teplik writing this. Like we explained Rabbi Nachman's amazing ways about how he would always be Osek in his bodidus. But Omar, and he said, Shekol isko hu tfila. This is what Rabbi Nachman said. My entire thing is tfila. My entire thing is tfila. Behu heir einenu becheshkas aflosenu. And he illuminated our eyes in the darkness of our pathways. Lelamed osanu drachim yesharim. To teach us straight ways. Eichlis naheg bezeh. How to do personal prayer. But Omar Pam Anashov, and he said one time to his students, give me your hearts, the Olich Eschem Al Derech and I will take you on a new path. Shehu Olam. That this is a very old path that all our ancestors walked on. So this is a very famous saying of Rabbi Nachman that he said, he said, give me your hearts and I'll bring you on a very new path. It's a new path but it's a very, very old path, right? It's a new path. It's a new path of personal prayer. It's a new path of, of uh, pouring your heart out to Hashem. It's something that you don't find people do nowadays on a daily basis. But yet at the same time, it's a very, very old path, right? So he said, again, my path is very, it's new. I'll take you on a new path, but at the same time, I'll take you on a very old path, right? It's an incredible thing. Give me your hearts and I'll show you this way. And he revealed to us that there's no better advice or there's no other advice in order for us to deal with our Yetzer. That our Yetzer is constantly desiring and yearning in order to bring us down. 
Rak al yedei hispoidinus, only through hispoidinus. Asher kol adam be'ezem makum uzman shehu, be'ezem adrega, any person, no matter where he, no matter where, what time and place, no matter where he finds himself, no matter what level he's on, shehu kifi asher kol echad yodeya es nige livovo, that every individual knows the bias of their own hearts, umakoyve nafsho, and the hurts, their own soul pains. You need to establish yourself a specific place to pour your heart out to God. Over everything that happens to you in a language that you could speak. You're right, English. And the main thing is that he should draw you close to his uh, avoda. Right, that you shouldn't be grabbed in the in the traps of the Baal Dover, the Yitzhah Right, so he's saying that, like we were saying that, the only way is through this through personal prayer, that every day the Yitzhah wants to get us, but we have the ability to pour our souls out to God, no matter who you are, no matter what level you're on, no matter what your knowledge is, no matter how much you know, no matter how much you don't know, no matter what you've done in your entire life, you're able to call out to God. And this is the, he stressed over and over again that this is the main advice. This is, as we learned, I think it was last week, or it was two weeks ago, two classes ago, we learned that the, that this is the etza that is kolo all etzas. This is the advice that incorporates all advice. And even if you were, however you are, you messed up and you, fought, you fell in what you fell in. If you don't give up on calling out and screaming to God, then of course you'll be zolche to get up and strengthen yourself. And he said in this Lashon, I'm not going to attempt to read the Yiddish, but it has it in the brackets over here. <laughs> even if you fall to straw, means even if, you fall, even if you fall in the garbage can, right? Even if you fall, no matter where you fall in, you can scream, scream, and scream. That's what he said. So again, you know, prayer, is, it's universal, right? You don't have to be Jewish to talk to God per se. You don't have to be Jewish to, to speak to Hashem. Know that no matter where you are in life, no matter where you find yourself, even if you've messed up, even after all the Averis, after everything, you can still call out to God. Right? And he spoke about this in many, many, many regards. So you see over here, hold on, stop in the share. Boom, stop in the share. Right? So you see over here how much. He encouraged us to strengthen ourselves in this, to strengthen ourselves in personal prayer. That no matter where we find ourselves in life, no matter what you've done in your life, talking to Hashem is something that you could do. It's an amazing thing that we don't do it. It's an amazing thing that we don't do it, you know, and there are lots of reasons for this. One of the reasons that we spoke about is that we don't really, we don't really believe that our, our tefillahs are being answered. We don't really believe that anyone's listening and we, and we feel after all the tefillahs, after everything, is anything really going to change? What is my one prayer going to do? Do I really have the ability to influence God? 
But again, all that are things that could be taken, taken right into account into your spaydidis. And who better, as we started with, who better to reveal us this than Rabbi Nachman, who said, my entire inyan is tefillah. My entire being, my, my entire essence. Like David HaMelech said the same thing. He said, I am a tefillah. He also said something else. I once saw in Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter, it says, David HaMelech said, a, uh, right, uh, Avram said, Ani offer I'm like ashes and dirt. And David HaMelech and uh, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Anachnu, uh, Anachnu ma, what uh, am ma, like what am I? And David HaMelech said, Ani tolaas, I'm like a worm, right? Ani tolaas, I'm like a worm. So Rabbi Yaakov, uh, Rabbi Yaakov Meir I saw he explains, what did David HaMelech say? Ani tolaas, I'm like a worm. What was he saying? I'm a worm, like I'm a creepy crawly worm. It's like a funny thing. Like out of all the names you call yourself a worm, right? So I saw Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter explains, he says that, that it seems the only strength a worm has is from his mouth. That that's what David Amalek was saying, that my main strength, I need to lose, I'm like a worm. The only, the only strength that I have, the place that I'm able to draw my vitality like a worm eats with their mouth, is I'm able to draw my vitality through the power of tefillah. I need tefillah, see, I'm like a tefillah, right? So when you open up your mouth and you start speaking, how important it is and how we shouldn't, we shouldn't at all take for granted uh, our words of tefillah. Now we're going to jump to the uh, incredible, right? Incredible? Sheer could stop here, but there's more. But wait, there's more. Hold on, let me do the screen share. Okay, let's do the screen share again over here. Screen share. Okay, now in Lukutimaran, over here, uh, it's in the second Chelek in Lukutimaran, uh, lesson Tzadi Zion, that is 97. This is, a, this is a very famous thing he said about his this about the advantages of personal prayer over three times a day. And obviously, obviously, I don't really need to say this, but I'm going to say this anyway. Obviously, none of this is meant to replace three times a day of standardized tefillah. It's not meant to take away. You have a, we have chiv tadavan three times a day. And obviously, personal prayer is not meant to replace it, but it's meant to be in addition to it. So it says like this, uh, over here in Tzadik Zion, I have it up on the screen. You guys can see that? It's in the second chelik, Tani. I see you looking. So, Lekutimaran Tinyana, second half, Tzadik Zion. Shamati Vishmo, I heard in his name, Srab Nassim writing. Le'inyan, Mailas Hasicha Beino Lebein Kono. About the, regarding the advantages of speaking between yourself and the Creator. Sha'amar, that he said. Uh, around the prayers that are already written in the Siddur. It's already known to all the angels of destruction and all the kitrugim, the negative forces. And they wait for these paths of tefillos. Because the, these, the, the people, the negative spiritual forces that want to detract from your tefillah, they know about those tefillahs. So they're waiting like robbers 
in order to jump and get those tefillas. Kamola mashal, like a mashal. Al hadera hakvusha hayudu meforsim l'kol, like a road, a path, a highway. You know that people, everyone knows about this highway, the Bell Parkway, right? Sham orvim rotschim vigazlanim tamid. Over there, there are thieves and murderers and people that constantly steal. So I guess the Bell Parkway is a proper analogy. Machmas shayodim mederes ekvar, because they know of this road already. They know of this road, right? So again, that the standardized fila is like well-traveled roads. They're so well-traveled that all the thieves and people, they wait to jump on you when you travel those roads. That's why when a person starts to dive in, all of a sudden they start losing concentration. And as the joke is, you could think of everything you want during fila, except for actually fila, right? Because it's built into the spiritual DNA of the standardized fila that once you start raising levels of consciousness just by saying the words, the negative forces already start to take you down, confuse your mind, make you rush through, make you disinterested, make you think of all different things. So you already get hit with machshavah zara's foreign thoughts at the time of tefillah. Because again, they're like well-traveled roads that the bandits and thieves on the Bell Parkway are waiting to get you. But when you take your own path, you go on a path. You took your own road that no one knew about. Over there, they don't know to get you. The same is like we're explaining. The speech that a person has between himself and the Creator this is a new path. It's a new prayer. That a person says from his heart, from anew. Therefore, the uh, spiritual impeding negative forces, they don't know to get you there as much. But nevertheless, his here me'od out. Nevertheless, even though the well-standardized filas, uh, they have this disadvantage that they're ready to be attacked by the negative spiritual forces, nevertheless, you shouldn't say them. It means you shouldn't, it's not to detract from them, obviously. But you see already that personal prayer and hispoi to this is like, a, it's like a side path. It's like creating your own side path where you're not going to get jumped on. You're not going to get bombarded by foreign thoughts. You're, not, you're creating your own unique path in this world. So when you travel the well-traveled roads, there's an advantage to them because, again, they're well-traveled roads. But if you find yourself not wanting to be on those well-traveled roads, or if you find yourself stumbling and getting trapped by all the thieves and listed on those well-traveled roads, then you have personal prayer. You have hispoididis. That when you do hispoididis, you're creating your own path. I imagine walking through corn stalks on creating some path that no one's ever been on before. Every time a person opens up their mouth in personal prayer to speak to Hashem in hispoididis, in isolation between yourself and the Creator, you're opening up a path that's never been opened before since the history of the world. You're opening up a new path. You're opening up a path that's unique to you where the negative spiritual forces don't have the ability to get you over there. Parenthetically, 
This is what Rabbi Nachman meant, although we never learned this inside as a group with each other. In the story of the lost princess, the princess, she gets thrown out of the palace and the viceroy spends his entire lifetime trying to find the lost princess, the Bas Melech. And what does he do? He travels and travels for years and decades on the main roads in order to try to find the lost princess. But he, after exploring the map of the world, after exploring high and low, he can't find the princess. So what does he do? He starts creating his own path. He finds a path to the side, a shvil minatzad, a path from the side. And that's the path of personal prayer. That's the path that Rabbi Nachman's talking about where the orvim and the listim and the bandits and the foreign thoughts don't come and get you, that's the path of hispoididus. That's the path that the, the path that the viceroy needed to take in order to free the lost princess, which eventually in the end of the story, Rabbi Nachman says, it doesn't say how he freed the prin- princess, but in the end he did free the princess. That we know. And that's the, that's the power of personal prayer. So it's an amazing, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And to share a personal anecdote, since we, I've been going back and forth with Hispaita this for many years already, probably for at least over 10 years. And, you know, sometimes it's easier to do it. Sometimes it's harder to do it. And for the last long while, I found myself not doing Hispaita this. And since we started this year, again, a few weeks ago, I guess, right when Corona started, the quarantine started. So I said, after the year, I was so I was thinking about everything, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to start this again. I'm going to start getting into this. I'm going to be mitbodeid. I'm going to start doing it. So every night, Baruch Hashem, Hashem should give me the schus. I've been able to do a half hour of this every night. I go, usually it's not too cold out, so I could go mirandering around my neighborhood. But uh, if it is cold out, I you know, have a good office in the house. And it, it's such an amazing experience. It's such an amazing experience. You know, there, I could just see for myself, like, through, through prayer, you know, like we get so lost in this world. We get so drawn into the illusion. I should speak for myself, you know, we get so lost in the illusion of life. And, you know, it's like all the Muslims farm say, what you think is what's bitter tastes sweet, what's sweet tastes bitter. And before you know it from the hustle and bustle of everyday life, not taking time for yourself to talk to Hashem. So you wind up losing yourself in this world and you wind up, you don't even realize that you're doing it. You don't even realize but I'm just finding with myself, you know, that how fat, how one, how quickly you could come back to yourself and just how powerful this body that this is there. There's so many things that happen to us every day. There are so many aspirations. There's so many things. And it's really the simplest thing in the world is just, just open your mouth and talk to Hashem. Right. And I'll say even more personal about myself. Like, I don't know for, for this is for me personally, like, I don't know how I would be able to deal with Corona being at home all day and everything that's coming along with it without doing his to this every day, that there's something that happens from doing his to this where you're able to reach some sort of clarity or some sort of level and understanding like this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And this is what Rabbi Nachman says that it's only through his to this that a person could reach some level of mental clarity, at least for while they're doing it. So it's been really an amazing, amazing experience coming back to his to this and again, engaging in personal prayer every day and every night and reawakening myself and just seeing, uh, learning again and again, like everyone else, 
how important it is to engage in personal prayer every day. That it's not just something, a checklist, okay, done. But it's something that you wait for the entire day that you can have a personal conversation with Hashem with no distractions and no place to go. You're able to create your shvil min asad. You're able to create your, person, your own personal path where no one else is traveling and clarify your thoughts and clarify your mind. And this is, again, the message of the lost princess about finding your own personal path that Rabbi Nachman says in this lesson that we just learned, that we're learning, is about how when you daven three times a day, so it's very, very easy to get distracted. And as Rabbi Nachman's showing us, it's actually built into the DNA of tefillah, that as you raise levels of consciousness, as your level of awareness changes, once you start saying the holy words of tefillah, once you start saying the holy tevos, these words, what happens is, you very easily, very easily get distracted. So therefore, when you engage in personal prayer, when you engage in hispaididus, <clears throat> you're able to come back to yourself. You're able to create your, a, a new path, a new shvil. This is what we started with. The Rabbi Nachman was saying that I created a new path. I created a new path. You'll find a new path. It's a new path, but it's a very, very old path. Right? Tasva amunasenu. Avosenu, right? Grab the profession of our ancestors and be able and be able to call out to Hashem. It's amazing. Now we'll go on to the uh, it's still in the screen share, right? So this is <coughs> this is over here from a uh Saran, uh letter Raish Lamid Dalid, two hundred and thirty-four. Uh, Shamati. Okay, if we have time, maybe I'll do the one before also. Okay, Reish Lamadalit. Shamati Bishmo Leinian Hischazkut Behitbodudut Besicha Beno Lebenkono. I heard in his name regarding strengthening ourselves and encouraging ourselves in Hispoididus isolation, quarantine, and speaking between yourself and the Creator. Amar, he said. Even if you went many, many days and years, and it appears to you that you have not accomplished at all in your prayers. Well, I just want to look to see if anyone's trying to join in over here. It's hard for me to tell. I don't know how to tell exactly during the share screen. Okay. Can't figure it out, so we'll just continue. Uh, so even if it took, and even if it looks that your words, you haven't done a single thing with your words, after all the years of tefillah, after all the days of davening, it looks like your tefillahs have done nothing. Nevertheless, do not fall from this. Because of course, 100% your words are making an imprint. The heavy mushle, and he brought a mushle, a parable, like water on a rock. Even though it appears to uh, them, to appears to a person that the water has no ability to make an imprint, to make an uh, on the rock. And it's not recognizable the imprint, the, uh, the mark, the water is leaving on the rock. 
אף על פי כן, כשהמים יורדים על האבן, כמה וכמה זמן הם רצופים, הם עושים נקב באבן כניר בחוש. But nevertheless, when you have so much water dripping on the rock over many, many years, so you'll see that, you know, drip, 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 and it makes a hole in the rock eventually. Never, the, the, so, so too, even if your heart is a heart of stone. And you do not see the imprint or impact that your words and your tefillah are making. <coughs> After the accumulation of many days and years, your heart will be pierced. The heart of rock will be pierced with the water of your words. Like it says in Eov, that the children played with water. We explained so many times how much do we have to encourage ourselves in all the svarim hanidfasim mikvar ha'ayin sham hedev. The ikar shetikayim hadvarim kekol hakasuf sham v'kan lemaan yitav lechalad. And the main thing is to actually do it. Everything that's written in all the svarim is what is what is, and you'll have good forever. It will always be good for you. So like water on a rock. Our words penetrate our heart and our tefillahs after many, 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 many years and many, many tefillahs. Even if we see that they weren't, we have to understand that it takes time. It could take years even, like the lost princess. The viceroy was searching for the lost princess for many, 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 many years. And in the end of the story, it doesn't, it doesn't say how he freed her. It says that he freed her, but it doesn't say how he freed her, right? And this is what it says, that Yechezkel Anavi says Yechezkel is going to come, and Eliyahu, sorry, I, I, is it? it's, a, it's, a, it's a prophecy in Yechezkel, but it's talking about Eliyahu. It says that Eliyahu Anavi is going to come and take our lave Evan, our heart of stone, into a heart of flesh, to a basar lave, Osios Breslov, right? That everyone is going to have a heart of flesh. That this was the whole Indian of Rebbe Nachman was to have, take your lave Evan and turn it into a basar lave. Right, that we can come close to Hashem through our words of Diburim, like war on a rock. Our words penetrate our heart, drop, 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 little, little, little by little by little. So this is an amazing thing. One of the reasons why I wanted to choose this piece now is because this is precisely what Rabbi Akiva saw during the days of Svira. We know Rabbi Akiva until he was how many years old? He was totally in Amaretz, and he said, if I see a Tamil Chacham, I would bite him like a, like a donkey. That's what he says. Right? But what did Rabbi Akiva see? Everyone knows the famous story of Rabbi Akiva. He saw water dripping on a rock. And he said, if water could drip on a rock and make a hole in it, certainly little by little I could gain and I could become a Tamil Chacham. And it was, it was Dafka Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, es Hashem Right? You should love God with all your heart. What's the S? Why is there an S? What does the Gemara say? S? What did Rabbi Akiva Darshan? S, lerabos tamire chachamim. Behafta S, Hashem elokecha. You have to love Hashem, S, and tamire chachamim, with all your heart, and tzaddikim. It was Rabbi Akiva who was the one who said, I'll bite the tzaddikim. If you show me a tamir chacham, I'll bite that tamir chacham like a donkey. But after he saw the water on the rock, he saw drip, drip, drip. He saw the power 
of the Diburim of Torah, of the Diburim of Hispoidetis, of the Diburim of personal prayer. So Rabbi Akiva was the one, Zele he was the one who was able to turn his biggest Yerida into Aliyah to be the one to say, you should love Tzadikim as much as you love Hashem. There's specifically Rabbi Akiva who saw the water on the rock. So, so how much more so us do we need this? How much more so us do we need this? It's incredible. It's incredible. Let me stop the screen share. Oh, stopping the screen share. So it's an amazing, it's an amazing, amazing thing over here that <clears throat> the power of personal tefillah, the power of tefillah, the power of hispoididus. Now, of course, of course, we have to have our Parsha connection. And it is Rosh Chodesh Iyar. And Lagba Omer is coming up. So first of all, it's obviously during the days of Tzvira that are certainly amazing days to increase the spite of this, especially in quarantine, right? Especially in quarantine. These are amazing days because that's the lesson Rabbi Akiva learned. The lesson Rabbi Akiva learned, we, we, the reason why we mourn this period is because of the Talmudim of Rabbi Akiva. But the lesson Rabbi Akiva learned was what started it all was the water on the rock, Right? The diburim, the, the words that a Jew speaks in personal tefillah, the words that we're all able to talk to Hashem, how much encouragement. Me, I need encouragement too. Everyone needs encouragement. Who doesn't need encouragement, right? But these words were the words of personal prayer, the words dibure Torah, to learn, learn dafyomi, learn halacha, learn navi, learn what everything, like water on a rock, and it's able to penetrate our lave evan and turn it into a basar lave. I, this week's Parsha, this week's Parsha is uh, Tazriya Mitzorah. So what's the, what's the Parsha connection over here? Good cup of tea. Put a little lemon there. It's good. Hey, uh, what's the, what's the Parsha connection? What's the Parsha connection? Tazriya Mitzorah is that, is what happened. Uh, we have the Indian of Taras, the Parshas of Taras. So what happens with Saras? What was the whole thing? Is that someone went and they spoke bad about someone else. They spoke Lashon Hara. They said, ah, Shmendrik. Ah. Oh, someone's trying to get in. Let me admit him. Right? So what's the, what's the thing of personal, what's the Parsha connection? Right? That a person, they went and they spoke bad about someone. They went and they said, oh, Shmendrik, can you believe he's not social distancing? Or Shmendrik, he's not. <laughs> he's not doing what he's supposed to do, right? So they spoke bad, and now they get something, a white splotch uh, on their skin that we call leprosy. It's not really leprosy. We all know that, right? They get saras. So what was the problem, and what was the tikkun? The problem is, is that this person, he looked at the world in a superficial manner. He, looked, he got caught up in the illusion of life. So what did he do because he looked at the world in a superficial manner? Zelu umazeh. Because he saw the world was only skin deep. So now he gets a blotch on his skin. Because he didn't look past the panemius of life. So he got caught up in the illusion. He got caught up in his own mind. And then he went and he spoke bad about someone. So he saw the world. He, only, he saw the world in a superficial, skin deep, shallow type of way. So mida kenege mida, he gets a skin. Uh, he gets something on his skin on the outside for people to see. To show you look. You looked at the world very superficially. Now, what's the tikkun? 
What's the tikkun? How do you get rid of tzaras? Right? How do you get rid of tzaras? You go to the Kohen, and the Kohen says, go do a spoididus. Right? The Kohen says, get out of your house and go sit by yourself. And that's the whole tikkun. The whole tikkun is, is personal prayer to be badad. He has to sit alone. He has to sit in isolation. That when he's able to sit in isolation, that is the whole tikkun. Because you got caught in the illusion of life, you need to go ahead and do hispoididus in order to break the illusion. You need to do hispoididus to come back to your deeper nature that you're not looking at the world in a skin-deep sense to see the panemius of life. And then once you break past that illusion through hispoididus, through isolation, through not being contaminated by the rest of the world, now you're tahara. Now you reached purity and you're able to join the rest of the camp. So the whole Indian of, his, of the Mitzorah is Hispaitis. And what's the Kohen? The Kohen is the Tzaddik. So the Tzaddik told him, do Hispaitis. The same way that the Tzaddikim and Rabbi Nachman in specific encourages us to do Hispaitis. <clears throat> to say, oh, you're lost, do Hispaitis. So he goes to the Kohen. He says, I'm not sure. Is it Saras? What, what do I have? And he goes, oh, yeah, you're lost in the illusion of life. You're looking at the world in a skin-deep, shallow manner. Go do a spite to this. So it's the same relationship that the person had with the Kohen is the same relationship that we have with the Tzaddikim who point them back to their deeper nature and their true selves so they're able to come away of the filth of this world, of all the Tumah that they've been in, and now in order to reach Tahara. Incredible. Additionally, additionally, <clears throat> this is the, the month of ER is a month of healing. The month of ER, this should be encouragement for everyone. The month of ER is a month of, month of healing that, someone's waving to me over there, give a wave. A, uh, the month of ER is a month of healing. What is the healing that the, it's based on the Pasuk, Chazal, and many of this farm bring this, that it's based on a Pasuk. It says, Kol hamakos asher samti alecha, ani Hashem rofecha. All the makos that I placed on you, all the plagues in Egypt, in Mitzrayim, the month of Nisan, you should know, I am Hashem, your healer. The Svarim will bring, I am Hashem, Yud Yud, of Hashem's name, and Rofecha, Reish, is Reish Tevis Iyar. That Ani Hashem Rofecha is Iyar. That after we had Pesach, now we have this month of healing of all the trauma that they went through of how many hundreds of years in Mitzrayim. So the healing started with the Makas. It started, but there was tragedy happening all around them. There was death. There was people dying every single day around them, much like the time period, much like what's going on nowadays. But what does Hashem say? After all the Makas, what does Hashem say? Ani Hashem Rofecha. You have, after Nisan, you have Adar. You have a month of healing. You have a month of coming back to yourself. You have the days of, Tzvi, of Svira, of learning from Rabbi Akiva that you could speak to Hashem no matter what happened to you in life, no matter what's going on, Hashem is able to heal you through the power of personal prayer in order to bring your personal, your personal ailments to calm. And Lagba Omer is coming up. Lagba Omer, I think about Lagba Omer all year. It's one of those things. I think about Rosh Hashanah all year going to Uman. What's going to be this year? I don't know. And Lagba Omer is one of those things that I think about all year. 
<coughs> I recently heard uh, from Rabbi Baruch Klein. He sent me this video of something he made. He, he's, he's a rabbi, he lives in Inwood. And he was saying about how it was, it was Rabbi Shimon came to his highest madrigas when he was in his spider, this when he was isolation alone for how many years in the cave. That it was through his spider, this, it was through being alone. It was when Rabbi Shimon was by himself, that's when he reached the greatest light of all time. That's when he reached his highest madrigas, where he went out of the cave, he burned people up. What was the answer? Your fire is too, your fire is too strong? Go back into the cave. Learn more, learn how to control your fire, but it all happens through being badad, through being alone, through being isolated all by yourself. So we have, we have the message of Rabbi Akiva about personal prayer, water on the rock. We have the month of healing, Ani Hashem Rofecha, ER, that it should be healing for everyone. We have a... Uh, the Indian of the Tsaras, of the Mitzorah, Mitzorah, of coming to his this coming to his Tikkun. And you see that there's a lot, there's amazing, amazing thing, a lot that we have to look forward to. We have a lot to look forward to, especially in the month of ER, this month of healing, you know? So the answer is, when Hashem thinks the world is purified with filth, so he sends everyone back inside their house. And he says, this. I want everyone to be alone. I want you to reevaluate your priorities and eventually the world will go back to normal. Eventually the world, these are, these are my thoughts. Everything else I said was written, but these are my thoughts. I think eventually the world's going to go back to normal. And the question is, is, you know, might be a little bit different. Might take a long time. I don't know, you know, but the question is, is what are we taking with us? Are we taking the lesson of Espoidudis? Are we taking the lesson of the Mitzorah that we have to sometimes leave the camp in order to re-enter the camp? That we have to talk to Hashem every day with our own words and we need to encourage ourselves, unlimited amounts of encouragement. We need, to come, we need to encourage ourselves and understand how Hashem is really listening to every word. And that no word, as we learned in Sikha Saran, no word ever gets lost. There's no such thing. No word ever, ever, ever gets lost, no matter what we say. And there's a cumulative effect of, of a, uh, that I'm going to, the Bartam el there's this cumulative effect of the words penetrating the heart, like Rabbi Akiva, that Rabbi Akiva understood. <coughs> you know, Rabbi Nachman says, in another place, he says in Likud Maran, he says, it says, the Eschanan, it says, Moshe Davin, Tashem, the Eschanan Tfilas. Gematria Eschanan, I forget what it's Gematria, it was 101, I don't remember exactly. What, Minion 248, what is it, Tani? I don't, rem I don't remember what it is. But Rashi over there says, he uh, in the amount of gematria ve'eschanan, right? So they, uh, it says ve'eschanan. He 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 supplicated Hashem be'es hahi at that time. What was what was at that time? What was at that time? So Rabbi Nachman says that R R Moshe Rabbeinu davened so many tefillas to enter into Eretz Yisrael. He davened so many tefillas, but all the tefillas they went up into a certain point. But then he, and there was one time he had such a powerful tefillah. All his other tefillahs, kind of like a missile, grabbed on to that tefillah, and they attached themselves, and they went straight to the Rabbona Shalom. That's what it means, be'es hahi, at that time. At that time, when he had such a powerful tefillah, it uplifted every single tefillah that he had prior to that, and brought it straight to Hashem. And in fact, the Svarim tell us even deeper, why did Hashem tell Moshe to stop davening? Why? Because Hashem said, if you're going to daven one more time, you're going to force me to listen. 
And we know you're not supposed to force Hashem's hand in anything. So Hashem said, stop, don't daven, don't daven, only the eschanan and not one more. Why? Because if you're going to force my hand using your power to feel, I'm going to have to listen. And Moshe said, you're right. You're not supposed to force Hashem's hand in anything. I'm supposed to daven if it'll be good. And if it won't be, also good. Let me do your ratzon, Hashem. Let me do your will. Draw me close to you and that's it. Not to force my agenda through forcing, forcing, and forcing, and forcing. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, okay. So a, uh, during this, I guess I'm supposed to end it somehow. I'm not good at the ending. So during this month of ER, we should all be zocha to have personal prayer. It should be Ani Hashem Rofecha. We should learn the lesson of Rabbi Akiva. We should learn the lesson of taking stock in ourselves. We should learn the Corona lesson if there is one to be learned. I'm sure there are many lessons to be learned. We should learn like we saw the, like the lost princess, the Shvil Menatzad, that personalized prayer is not like the standardized prayer where it always, where the impeding negative forces are ready to jump on you, that you can actually create your own unique path in this world through personal prayer. Shkayach. Shkayach. Any questions, anyone? Any questions, comments, letter to the editors? Excellent share. Shkayach. Shkayach. It's amazing. It is. It, it, it's Rabbi Nachman. It's it's amazing, you know. It's it's he encouraged so much. How he encouraged us so much all the time to to create our own unique path. You know, Rabbi Nachman in many ways did that. That's what we started with. He said, "My path is old, but it's very new. My path is old, but it's very new." What what does that mean? It's old. It's new. It's old or it's new. It's not both, right? The answer is it is both, which means he took. Ideas in Yiddishkeit, which were well hold, right? Avram Tikan Shachris, right? Yaakov Tikan, right? Uh, Yitzchak Tikan Mincha, Yaakov Tikan Arvis, right? They were davening. They didn't have a sitter. They were talking to Hashem in their own words. Vayashkem Avram Baboker, right? He got up early in the morning to daven, right? David Amelech, Vayira Es Hashachar, right? I get up and I wake up the Shachar star, right? He took, Rabbi Nachman took well-established things, right? The Hillam. Right before it was written down, it was just David's conversations. Right, he took well-established things and said, "This is what you should be focusing on. This is what you should do." So he he encouraged us in classical Judaism. He encouraged us to do things that the Avos did, and that all the tzaddikim did. So that's what he means. My path is old, but it's new. It's old. Yeah, it's very old. Right, but it's also very new. It's as relevant as ever. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's funny because no one was around when he said this in his, in his heyday, in the last Rosh Hashanah of his life. First of all, he died very young, you know, but in the last Rosh Hashanah of his life, it, that was like the biggest that ever was. And there was like a few hundred people there. That was it, you know? And then after that, it went to nothing. And there was Reb Nussin and like a few guys, you know, but uh, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't much, you know, there was no one around. And he was, he was saying these words about tefillah and this understanding that for our generation, for our generation, he was saying that like, we're so beaten up by this world. We're so, don't have anything. You were so distracted. If you use this universal advice of personal prayer, of talking to Hashem in your own words every day, there's, there's abundance of treasures to be found. Abundance of treasures to be found. To take stock in yourself and to talk to Hashem. And I'm telling you myself, I, 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 I was saying this before, like, I got back into it, you know, my relationship with this boy, this is always changing because we get so distracted, you're like, ah, I can't do it, whatever, right? 
you know, but now that I've set aside time every day, I've been doing it a half hour in the nighttime, I feel myself becoming like a new man. I feel myself like, like, whoa, I can't believe I forgot about talking to Hashem in this way. Like, whoa, what was I thinking? How could I have left it? You know, and it's so encouraging for me. It's so much a, uh, I feel so much enlivened by it that, I, that I, I'm humble. I want to humble myself. Hopefully I could, I could be able to keep it up. Hashem should give me strength to keep it up, you know, but at the same time, it's just like a, I feel very, I feel grateful to be able to, to be able to do it. And it all comes from what we're learning now, you know, just to open your mouth and start talking to Hashem. That's it. Whatever, whatever you're thinking, speak out your thoughts. There's no, there's no right or wrong way. There's no can or can, should or shouldn't. Just open up and talk, you know, that's it. It's so simple, right? So simple. So, so simple. That's a technical question. Go for it. Is, um, I mean, normally when I think of it, I, it's kind of like at the end of the Shemot Esrei, you know, we have your own time to say whatever you want. It sounds like you're saying, no, no, no. After all that, after Mario, you're whatever you personally, I mean, I yeah. clearly, I guess you could do this at any point, this half hour. I mean, if you're in the Shemot Esrei, is it, uh, the same thing or you or is it not it, it sounds like it's a very different thing you're talking sure. about so, to just so certainly totally have 30 minutes or yeah that's a really good question so certainly any tefillah you speak to Hashem during Shemona Esrei or not during Shemona Esrei is valuable and I, I, I obviously do not want to diminish that in any way shape or form but here he's talking about a specifically distinct thing to take time outside of personal play like we learned the standardized tefillah is like well-traveled roads that it's very easy to get distracted, rushing, uh, 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 there's lots of things happening. And even if you have good concentration, even so, to take time outside the standardized fila, it could be in the morning, it could be in the day, anytime. It doesn't make a difference when, you know, uh, to take time every single day to talk to Hashem in your own words, to tell Hashem what you're thinking, what's on your mind, update him. So I do that. Hey, Hashem, it's me, Shai again. Uh, I'm not sure what to say today. You know, any, anything could be a tefillah. It's just, it's just a conversation. You know, it's written like so poetic, like speak to Hashem like you speak to a friend, you know, and that means different things for people. Now some say, I don't have any friends, you know, so make Hashem your friend, you know, I don't know. But a, uh, the point is, is just to have personal conversation between yourself about anything. Nothing's, uh, there's, there's many, many pieces on this. I didn't bring them all, but uh, you know, there's nothing you can't, Nothing's a bother to Hashem, you know? Like I mentioned before, one of the first times Reb Nassim came to Rebbe Nachman, uh, Reb Nassim didn't have shoelaces. So Rebbe Nachman said, hey, uh, did you daven for shoelaces? He's like, shoelaces? Come on, you know, I got better things to daven for, right? Reb Nachman said, no, even the shoelaces, you know, even the tiniest little thing, we think, ah, oh, it's not worth it. I'm not going to bother Hashem for it. Well, what's the big deal? That's what I'm going to talk to God about, you know? really anything at all there's nothing that's off limits any more questions sam what i want to monopolize no it's fine it's just interesting because i just my wife started watching um the elevation series have you seen this from Rev sure. David, daniel, uh, katz. daniel katz yeah I'm guessing he's uh, he uses a lot of the breast live. I, I just started watching just like one. Oh yeah, or two of he's them, very good. People sounds uh, very similar to what you're saying. 
Yeah, Rev. Daniel Katz, a lot of people like him, the elevation uh, courses and, se and seminars that he does. Uh, my bro one of my brother-in-laws is actually uh, engaged in his uh, extended class. I don't know how long it goes for, but so, but, but I've, I've listened to a lot of his stuff. He's very good. He's excellent, you know? And there, obviously there's a lot of overlap because you could definitely reach higher levels of consciousness through his body to this, right? It's, it's a uh, conscious contact, not, not constant contact, con conscious contact with God. You know, it's intentional contact with God. And there's certainly levels uh, of consciousness that one could reach through his this. Rabbi Nachman says uh, in one of the things that we learned that, you know, to not have any awareness of what's going on around you at all. And like, he's talking about altered states of consciousness, obviously, you know, but I'm a simple guy, you know? So uh, for me, just to talk to Hashem, if I could keep that going, that's good. You know, certainly there are madregas and things like that, but the main thing's not for madregas. The main thing is to do simple, to be kosher with Mimis and Pshitas, you know? And if you reach a madrega, they're okay. You know, it will be a gift from Hashem, but that's not really the, that's not really uh, the main thing, you know, is to do with Tmimis and Shita simplicity, to daven to Hashem, to be a kosher and air yid, you know, and a, uh, those are just my thoughts on it. I don't know, whatever, yeah. 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 Okay, anyone else? Okay, everybody, I guess we'll end here. Thank you all for joining. We'll do it again next week. And uh, have a Chodesh Tov, everyone. Have a good Chodesh. And have a good Shabbos. And a uh, Shabbos for Chodesh. Month of healing. Month of healing. Okay, everyone. Bye-bye.